live from Austin, Texas. Welcome to Tate Talks, the podcast where successful business owners go for the latest ideas on sales, marketing, hiring, and success. Get ready. Here is your host, Chris Tate. All right, welcome to Tate Talks. Uh, thank you guys for tuning in. I have an amazing guest today, someone that uh, I've known for quite some time now. Uh, his name is Scott Kenworthy. Scott, welcome to the show, man. Hey, Chris. Uh, nice to be here, man. Thanks for having me. Yeah, of course. Uh, I got a lot to get in selfishly. Um, you know, I've done some digging in terms of your background. I found a couple uh, interviews with you and stuff like that. You're a really interesting guy, so I have some specific questions. Okay, sure. Um, but I would say just give us your, uh, your 30 second pitch on who you are. Uh, who am I? Um, currently I'm an entrepreneur, I'm an artist. Um, and I've had a, you know, an interesting career prior to this. I used to be with blue man group. That's probably what you're, some of the stuff you're talking about. Um, and having been there, been an actor, been a musician, um, always in these sort of artistic roles. Um, entrepreneurship for me was something I always wanted to get into and, and felt like a natural progression of where I wanted to take my career. So yeah. That's me. Awesome. Awesome. Yeah. I want to start with blue man. Cause I saw that on your LinkedIn. I was like, that is incredible because I actually, um, I played like snare in, in the band. It wasn't a big, it wasn't a big deal. Like, you know, it was one of those things I had to do. Um, and yeah. I had a drum set at the house. So I was paradiddling like, you know, left and right. Um, but you know, you have blue man is like, it's a very competitive uh, process to get in. Uh, I know that yeah. and you have to be a really good percussionist. So kind of tell me the story about how you even got into blue man. Sure, man. You know, what's interesting about that gig is um, the it's, you actually have to be a clown. Um, it's more of a movement and acting gig and a storytelling gig than, uh, than it is a percussion gig. Everyone has a misperception about it. I just, you know, uh, percussion is one of, one of the ways that character uh, expresses itself uh, with communication. Um, all, all that being said, how I got into it was I was actually, I was in college uh, as a percussion performance major. I uh, was really into classical music at the time. And um, I was in college <clears throat> and I went to uh, something called the Percussive Arts International Society um, convention, I think. Uh, and, and long story short, there was a desk there. They were like, hey, you know, which, uh, they had like a little TV of Blue Man. I was like sort of standing there and this woman asked me if I wanted to audition. Um, fast forward seven months of auditioning, uh, where they were flying me to New York city and they started paying me like a hundred bucks a day to audition. Cause that's how much they were auditioning me at the time when I got in, in like May, 1997, I was the youngest guy they ever hired at 2021. Yeah. Wow. Wow. And, and the audition process was just absolutely insane. But, um, but I learned a lot from it. I fell in love with acting, fell in love with movement, um, as a, as an art form and yeah, the rest is history. How long did you do that for? I did it off and on uh, for 17, 18 years. Um, oh I did it full time for five years, quit, moved to LA, become like a film and TV actor. Um, meanwhile, it was in Las Vegas, so I would fly back and do shows on the weekends all the time. Um, and then I came back and uh, during the great financial recession and did like another five years full time. And that's how I ultimately found that 45 and, and moved in that direction. Interesting. Uh, now, like during that time, like, or, or even now, do they still call you to like, come back and like, Hey, we're down a guy. No, like, yeah, that's interesting. Um, I mean, no, they don't, but if they did, I don't, I mean, I'm, I'm up to so much that, uh, I, I don't know that I'd even have the bandwidth, but, um, you know, uh, it's certainly something that I'd consider for sure. 
Okay. We're going to get up to what you're up to now um, yeah, sure. shortly, but I want to dive into um, the acting career. How did you get into that? Was that before or after Blue Man? It was after at the same Blue time. No, it was after Blue Man. You know, when I started playing um, music, uh, one of my first gigs, um, you know, I haven't had like a real job, you know, quote unquote job. Uh, you know, when I, since I was like 18, I, I basically got a draw, job playing drums uh, at a musical theater house, you know, like a regional theater. Um, and I remember watching, you know, some of the scenes in musical theater. I remember thinking, you know, I don't really know anything about acting per se, but, you know, I think I think I can do that, you know, just sort of having that thought process. Yep. And then you really didn't think anything of it because I was so deep into uh, music. But when I found Blue Man Group, um, through the process of auditioning and recommending books and recommending classes, and um, I just find myself really enjoying it and fell in love with film and TV as a medium. Um, and obviously I was taking acting classes all the time and I ended up moving to LA and, um, you know, quote unquote, you know, never had to get a real job or a waiter or anything like that. But, yeah. uh, but so yeah, I just fell in love with it. <clears throat> That's awesome. What, uh, like, what was like your first role where you're like, oh my God, like I'm actually an actor now. Oh, that's funny. Um, there's a movie called the house of sand and fog, uh, okay. with, uh, uh, Sir Ben Kingsley and Jennifer Conley. And, okay. um, I have like five lines or something, or three lines probably. Uh, yeah. I play a cop to a to Jennifer Connelly's love interest. You know, he's like my boss or something like that. That's awesome, man. Yeah, that's funny. <laughs> I'm envious. I'm envious. Um, so obviously, during this time, right, like playing playing drums or being a percussionist is no joke physically, right? Like you got to be in some pretty yeah. good shape. Hundred um, percent. You know, obviously, to be an actor, you, uh, unless you're playing a specialty role, you you can't be a, a bum. Um, so. Tell True. us about the role that fitness kind of played in your life uh, early on and then, you know, through your... Well, look, I, um, I, I actually loved football and um, I broke my leg uh, in a car accident. And ultimately, you know, while sitting around, I started playing drums um, because I really couldn't go back to football anyway. Um, that's how I found music. Um, but, you know, as a, what I really learned as a musician and, and what I learned as an actor, especially, you know, your body's your instrument you got to take care of it and you've got to pace yourself. you got to know how to perform. I mean, cause you know, at Blue Man Group, we would do uh, two shows a night, um, two, you know, you're on stage for two hours straight, just you. Um, and even before that, when I would like be on the road touring with bands or something like that, you know, you're, you're playing for like three hours a night, you know, four hours a night sometimes. Uh, so you've got to know how to pace yourself. You've got to have endurance and you've got to take care of your body. Um, and then is more in a more refined way with, with acting like, um, you need to be expressive. You need to have access to your emotions. You need to have control over your emotions and you can't, um, <clears throat> you can't let your body get in the way, you know, cause it, it, your body can give you the character in a lot of ways. Um, yep. so at Blue Man, so much of the character is physical. It is physical storytelling. Um, right. so you've got to have mastery over your body. Um, therefore, you know, you've got to take care of it. So, you know, we're doing, you know, we don't do a lot of balancing or anything like that in that show. You're like be jumping off a, uh, uh, a stage, you'd be like drumming something over your head, you know, all kinds of, you'd be chair walking in the audience, things like that. So, you know, balance is important. So working out was really always part of the routine. Um, and I found out I just really loved it. And uh, it, again, it was part of my transition into getting into 45 for sure. That's awesome. Side question, like how much prep goes into being uh, a blue man, like every night, like are they painting that blue stuff on you or? Yeah, I mean, look, honestly, you can get it down to about 35 to 45 minutes. Oh, wow. Um, but basically, it's a, it's, it's a synthetic uh, bald cap. 
it's actually vinyl. People think it's latex. A lot of people do wear latex, but most people have a, an allergicness to it. So you glue it down, surgical glue, you wear inner monitors, uh, you like kind of packs the seal so you can't see the seam, and then it's a grease paint. Um, but wow. it's unique to, to just Bloom, and I think they just make it for that company now. Incredible. Incredible. Actually, putting it on is not the problem. Taking it off, that's the problem. <laughs> um, you, you need like a flammable uh, makeup remover to cut through the grease because it's actually oil-based. So Did that, that affect like... It's like totally hectic. The first six months are nuts. Everybody just looks terrible. Oh gosh, that's horrible. So tell us how you got into uh, entrepreneurship. So you're, you're acting, you're blue man for, for a good amount of time. Uh, what was the first entrepreneurial thing you did? Well, honestly, I actually believe, you know, uh, being an artist, being an actor, being a musician, um, you're in some ways, you are an entrepreneur, um, particularly as a musician or an actor, like you're, you're gig to gig, you know, you're, you're only as good as your resume and your next gig or the gig that's paying you today. Um, so, and, and there's like, um, there's no guaranteed, you know, paycheck. So you're, there's something that's very similar in that way. Or as an actor, you are the product, you're just stuck inside yourself. And you're constantly marketing yourself and you're constantly trying to find ways to, to get more work and expand your career. Um, so I would say, honestly, that was a, the best entrepreneurship training I could have ever had. I learned to deal with rejection really easily. Um, I learned how, that you had to fight for yourself. You had to like, you know, when no one else believed in you or your idea, yep. you know, it's just you, you got to drive that, that train forward. Um, I found all those skill sets really mapped nicely uh, in entrepreneurship and, and, you know, my dad was a, was an entrepreneur. He had a, a steel and fabricating, a steel and fabrication company. And I always wondered, like, I wonder if I wanted the business, like how successful would I be if I hadn't really gone down this whole artistic road? So I had something I was always very interested in. And while I was at Blue Man Group the last few years, I started like a grassroots guerrilla marketing company, which is sort of just leveraging my network, which is, you know, a little bit of an entrepreneur uh, skill. And we basically, you know, had 10 shows at one time on the strip using our grassroots guerrilla marketing company. Um, and it was like a great side gig, great amount of money. I learned, really learned to cut my teeth on pitching and new ideas and training employees, which is you know probably the biggest issue. Um, and, and then how to manage those books. Like there's so much that comes with entrepreneurship that you don't really expect. Uh, so yeah, but so, so, and then from there, I found F45 and you know, it, something just clicked. I could hear in the product, there was something really special about it. I knew that boutique fitness was on the rise and it just felt right. I could really feel it in my bones. And, you know, I really wanted to start a business that I could make a difference for people and it would be a lot of fun and brain physical. Um, and ultimately like leave a legacy for my family. Like it had that sort of scalable, you know, wealth growth. Um, and F45 definitely has that. That's awesome. So tell us more about that. Like, what, what are you specifically doing for F45? Because I know your role is a little uh, different than most, right? You have a, sure. a position with corporate and you also yeah. own some locations. So tell us more about that. Sure. I was the first um, franchisee with my, my business partner um, here in America when, they, when F45, you know, we met those guys in like 2014. Wow. Um, you know, they only had maybe 75, maybe 100 locations in Australia. And we were like, yeah, this sounds like a great idea, you know? Um, so we opened the first one in Las Vegas in Summerlin. Um, it's in Boca Park over here. Um, and from there, you know, based on my background with, uh, you know, I, it's also at one point when I wasn't a Blue Man Group anymore, I 
you know, this whole idea that like, you know, it, it, nine out of 10 businesses fail, like sure. my mentality, the way I approach things is like, cool, I'm gonna start 10 businesses. And I know one of them will succeed. At that time I had like, we had that marketing company, we had this new like ticket company. We also had, you know, I was involved in a production company. Um, but based on all those skill sets, sold off all that stuff. Um, I got into a relationship with HQ uh, to create educational videos for franchisees to when they signed on, like what to expect and things that they should learn. Um, and, and I sort of built that system uh, with F45 HQ. Uh, since then, you know, my role has changed so many times. Technically, I was the first American employee okay. five years ago. Um, and I've worn so many caps and I've learned so much from those guys as entrepreneurs. Um, and then I've also expanded my own uh, franchise network and we currently have two franchises. We've got another third coming on, uh, coming online here in Las Vegas. And that's really exciting for us. Um, and that's a whole nother, you know, ball of wax because you're more of, it's more of like an investor model because we have these two other ones where and we're trying to start the third while we do all this other stuff. It's, it's a whole nother, uh, you know, bag of cats almost, you know? Yeah. You're spinning a lot of plates right now. Yeah. And, and look, and that's the kind of entrepreneur I am. I actually really like lots of different um, kinds of engagement. You know, some people are really all focused. And if they have one thing that distracts them, it messes up two things. For me, like I need, I'm ADD, you know, I like, I need lots of, uh, <laughs> of, of different, different things coming at me. So. Yeah, definitely. I found that, you know, interviewing um, a few of these entrepreneurs that I've had on, on the show so far, a lot of them say like, yeah, like, I'm not ADD, but um, I just like a lot of different things. That's like one of the characteristics of being an entrepreneur is I like a lot of things going on at one time. Do you feel like that's, that's pretty true to yeah. entrepreneurship? Honestly, my, my biggest issue in life is like the amount of interests that I have, you know, um, mm -hmm. and the lack of time to really dive into all of them. And then um, maybe it's a sickness, but you know, a little bit of curiosity, like, and, and, and um, confidence that like, Oh, I, I bet I could do something good. Like I just, I'm really interested to see how I would do, you know, and just sure. sort of just, you know, leap and see what happens. Great. So, you know, for anyone living under a rock, uh, tell us about F45, uh, yeah, what sure. they've been up to, like, cause awesome growth, awesome success um, here in the States, um, but also internationally. So tell us what's going on with F45 um, so, and plans. Yeah. yeah. So right now F45, um, we are, in 46 countries currently as of today. Um, and we've got about 2000 or so um, studios sold, um, nearly all of them open. And, um, you know, our growth has just been phenomenal. And I think, um, you know, that's why you're saying like, if you've been li living under a rock, we've been really making some big moves along the way. Um, we've got 700 in America already. And I mean, we're gonna have 2000, no problem in America in the next couple of years. But what, you know, really makes us special uh, more than anything else, like, yes, you know, the F stands for functional. It's a, it's a, it's a hit workout, high intensity interval training. And it's, it, we combined a circuit, you know, and we have 4,000 exercises in our database, the largest exercise database uh, in the world currently. And you can come every single day and you can show up and never repeat a workout. And all those things are absolutely amazing. Like in some ways it's, it's four walls with peak performance training that anyone that's pretty much approachable for anyone based on how we, how we run things. But what really makes us special is the inspiration and desire to connect with people and make a difference with people. Like the guys that started this company, what I really appreciate about them is they both semi-retired from previous, uh, you know, 
products that they had launched and sold. And they were like, hey, we used to play rugby together. Let's start a business that really makes a difference for people. And we had a lot of fun doing. I like it like when we played rugby. So they, they remembered like being on a rugby team, working out, practicing, that stuff's exciting. Like you want to work out harder. You want to practice harder. You want to show up for practice. Um, like how can we take that and get it into a fitness studio? I know we have the saying, um, people quit products all the time, no matter how good or bad they are. But people don't usually quit people if you've really done your job and you're really trying to make a difference for them. And that's really what makes F45 special. And it shows in the, in the growth because the company's only been around six, seven years max. Um, and you don't, you don't get in 45 countries, 2,000 studios sold globally um, because of a marketing and sales plan. Like what gets that done is people show up, they have a great experience, they get great results, and they tell their friends. That's, that's really the magic sauce. That's awesome. What, who, if you were in, and, and maybe you are, but let's just say uh, you were in charge of selecting the ideal franchisee, paint the picture for who that person is. What do they look like? Well, that's actually, you know, that's a great question um, because, you know, there's, there's a couple of major buckets, right? Um, and, and I'm not in charge of that, but I have, you know, I used to teach induction for those guys and I have seen, you know, it runs the gamut. <clears throat> there is the personal trainer who uh, has the ability to raise, you know, enough funds who like has a great following who, you know, or just is really passionate about fitness. And then they sort of partner with someone who can back them financially and open an F45 franchise and they're going to own it and operate it and be the heartbeat of that place. That's a great, you know, example. That's probably what got us our, our start in Australia the most. There's a lot of personal trainers over there with great ability. It's really hard to get a personal training cert in Australia. So the quality was really high. Um, then our sec second, probably largest group is corporate refugees, people that have been in a, a corporate gig. They love fitness. They used to be an athlete in college or in high school, volleyball, basketball, football, doesn't really matter. Um, and they miss that connection in the same way that F45, the, the, the CEOs, the guys who started the company, who how they miss that connection. They miss being a part of something and working out and being physical and using their body in that athlete, athlete way. Um, that sort of you know, career refugee, those guys who like have saved enough money and like, you know what, I'm going to make that move. And they just go for it. Um, and, you know, and not surprisingly, there have been other fitness brand owners um, that CrossFits and other, other people around the globe that were like, you know, that this has been great. Um, but I'm going to, I'm going to switch to an F45 because it makes more sense for me. Um, and then great. lastly is the investor model where, you know, we've had enough growth now where like people that just have lots of money, the investors that are always looking to get onto, you know, the next major block of, of, of a brand like F45. Um, in the early years, like we, we believe we'll have 30 and 40 years staying power. Um, and I really believe the way these guys run this company, that that's absolutely going to happen. So we're, we're in the process of de developing out this investor model where like, you know, you buy 10 and we help place people for you and, and we you know, have great territories and, um, and we hook you up to great trainers and great people that can run your company for you. That's great. That's actually, you know, a topic that I talked about on my, on my last, last podcast was there's a lot of great operators out there. Um, and that's kind of all they'll ever really be like, they work for a big company, let's just say, you know, yeah. big company. And uh, they're, they have limiting beliefs. They're like, you know what, uh, I'll, I'll never make the money or I'll never have the money to open my own thing. Yeah. Um, but the reality is there's lots of people out there who are just looking to financially invest and you can split up a partnership. 
are you guys uh, like kind of playing matchmaker for those kind of people or are they responsible yes. for finding you know, their own? It, it's, um, it's a little elbow grease right now, you know, um, but we, you know, I, I think in the fullness of time and, and I don't have, I'm not speaking to any direct plans that we have, uh, although we do have departments focusing on this kind of stuff where we, are, you know, we're, we are playing matchmaker. We are creating uh, ecosystems where people can meet, um, you know, uh, so yeah, so yes, the short answer is absolutely. We're working on building out something like that. That's awesome. What would you say to somebody that has um, been out of shape for a long time, that's seen, you know, all the F45 videos and Facebook ads and everything that's going on and is thinking about coming in, but just really can't take the leap and do it. What would you say to that person? Well, first I'd speak to two things. One, um, F45 can seem exciting and fun and intimidating. Um, and, and the thing to really remember about that is one of the reasons we have sold so many studios around the globe and why we're in so many countries is we do have the widest demographic reach of almost any fitness brand out there. And yes, we have 4,000 exercises in, in that database, but the way that we train our trainers, there's usually two trainers to every single class. And it really, so it is really personal training in a group setting. And that's really the power of the technology that we've created. So it frees the trainer up to do that. Um, it's not about that particular workout. It's not about that particular exercise, right? It's about creating an environment where people want to show up 320 times in a 365 day year. That habit, that will create change. So if you show up and you only show up for 12 minutes and you have to modify half of the, the 12 exercises for that 12 minutes, cool, no worries. Absolutely, for us, it's, it's all welcome arms, right? As well as you know, we train the trainers to, you know, progress the exercises as well. So if you come in, Chris, I know you're an athlete, you know, and you look a little unchallenged, you know, for, and we can tell from the heart rate monitors, like, mm, this guy needs a push. Like, we're going to come over and, and all of our trainers are trained to like, how do we get this guy progressed in a way where he's challenged, his heart rate's through the roof and he's feeling good. And he comes in like, we've literally had like Terrell Owens and, you know, a 55 year old uh, uh, retired mom you know, in the same class, both having a great class, both working at their 80 to 90% um, intensity and absolutely loving it. That's great. That's awesome. I think a lot of people kind of get intimidated by, you know, the boutique. They might have had a bad experience back in the day. And I, and I kind of blame the big box gyms a little bit from, uh, yes. you know, the early, the early 90s from, uh, you know, the, the sales desks and all that. Yeah. Um, you know, but I think culture plays a big part in, in the whole atmosphere of a studio. And uh, I checked out your social media accounts for the, the studios and I felt like I knew who worked there, right? Like you guys um, highlight some of the coaches yeah. and the trainers. Yeah. Uh, and so I, I don't feel like, you know, that I wouldn't feel intimidated about walking in because like, oh, I know that person. I just saw them on a post. Talk about the, uh, the culture in um, your studios in Las Vegas. And um, well, it's not just my studios in Las Vegas. It's just company wide. Um, we, we, we are always trying to, you know, uh, do the best we can and, and adhere to the culture that F45 uh, HQ creates. And the philosophy here is team training, life changing. And what that means is come in, you know, all, I mean, all the data is out there that like work out with a buddy, you're going to show up more often. You're going to be on time. You know, it's, it's the fear of letting them down in some ways that or you, sometimes you just need the support. So for us, that's again, it goes back to that, the original idea of creating the company was to create a place that people really wanted to show up because it's fun. This is like, we kind of look at it as their second living room, right? Where they come, where they come to blow off steam and we're always in a good mood. We're here to make a difference for them and make sure they get the class they want. Make sure they know, you know, the five new members that just came in today, you know, and we're having events call it every month or twice a month or once a week to constantly keep everybody together and supportive of each other. And really like that's, 
to us, like that's really what is the special sauce. If you don't love people, you don't love making a difference for people, you don't love getting to know people, this industry might not be for you. Right. Really, like really, this is a people business. I think every business is a people business before you're, it's any business, no matter what it is. But this particularly is people heavy. Um, and if you love that and you genuinely love people and want to make a difference for them, you'll be great. You'll, be, you'll do fine. That's awesome. You know, I totally agree with you. Um, I've said this so many times to former colleagues and everything that, you know, there's a bunch of different products out there, right? And there's no secret that there's competition in the fitness space, right? But yeah. where I feel like companies can win is uh, with people, right? And finding the right people and having them work at your locations, creating those connections. Um, how do you find the right people? Like, what's your process? You don't have to give me specifics, but what do you look for in an F45 employee? You know, that's really, that's really a tough thing. Um, I, look, I believe there are great people everywhere. And um, it's about finding someone that genuinely cares about people, has a drive to um, excel, a, an interest in their own personal excellence, um, and is willing to leave their stuff at the door and that they're really supposed to be there for the client. Those are, like, those are the key qualities. And um, what I've most recently learned, if I'm just going to be really honest about it, is you got to be willing to just hire someone who knows what they're doing. You got someone that has the skill set. We've always been really, we've always cherished because we're underdogs, me and my, my, my whole entrepreneur team that do these studios. Uh, and we're always like, you know, you, you, you give us a problem, we're going to find a solution without, many, uh, without you having to manage me. Sure. Not everyone isn't like that. Um, so, you know, we're, we're, we try to pay well. We try to make sure that they're, they're, they're really taken care of. And if you come, if you hire the right person and they are, they kind of have the right kind of qualities, then it's just about like, Hey, how can I help you get where we all want to go? Like, what do you need to succeed? And it's more about coming from this place of genuinely taking care of them because they're going to take care of the business. Um, that said though, you know, um, there's, we're actually started working with uh, career plug and uh, career plug is awesome. Uh, <laughs> and uh, it's a, uh, anytime you look for a, a product that helps automate, um, something for you as an entrepreneur that really gets something off your bandwidth. Absolutely. It's worth its weight in gold um, because time is everything. It's, it's the only um, equalizing factor that all of us have. Awesome, man. Appreciate the plug there, man. That's awesome. <laughs> of course. <laughs> no, no pun intended. The career plug. Um, you know, not to, not to swing it negative, but you know, um, I think a lot of people come on and they talk about kind of right. Entrepreneurship is very popular right now. Um, yeah. everyone wants to be one. What are some struggles of being an entrepreneur? Time you give up, you make a lot of sacrifices with time, you know? Yeah. Um, and, uh, if, if the juice ain't worth the squeeze, you know, like if you, if you can't see past the, you've got to be willing to be uncomfortable. So that means you might sleep less. That might, that means some other areas of your life might fray, um, to get the project across the line. Um, or you might have a manager quit and guess what? You didn't, you didn't plan on spending your weekend in the studio, but now you are. Um, and you've got to be uncompromising with what you want and what you're willing to give up. And it's really smart to have a good look at that. Um, but for me, it's never been a problem. Like, like, I'm really interested in the personal growth and I'm really interested in my full potential. And if I got to be a little, you know, I know that growth comes from being uncomfortable. So actually, if I'm not super uncomfortable, I'm like, wait, something, something's wrong. I'm, I'm used to always being in, in over my head swimming. Um, and if that kind of environment excites you, 
entrepreneurship is for you. That's great. What would you say to people that have um, dreams of entrepreneurship? Everyone has ideas, right? Um, yeah. Execution, yeah, yeah. execution is a different thing. Um, but there's like that, that hump that people need to get over, right? To actually like get it all manifested and, and actually act on it. Um, what would you be your advice to people that just have these ideas and then just never end up going for them or are in that place where they're stuck? It really depends, you know, um, it depends on where they're at as an entrepreneur is like what I would say or how I would coach them. Um, but, you know, just for just for this scenario, let's just say like they have a gig, they have a job job um, and they've got this great idea or something they're passionate about that they'd love to be, you know, um, in business in some ways. Um, if they haven't figured out what it is, that, that's a bigger problem. And like there's another coaching for that. But if you know you want to like you want to start your own app, your own fitness product, whatever it might be, there is so much you can do to learn about that industry and learn about that particular product while you have your gig. Um, again, you just have to be willing to give up time. You know, there's plenty, you know, if you're willing to sleep four hours a night um, or less um, and give up your weekends, you can go work for someone else. You can, there's a million books you can read. Um, you know, I've read The Lean Startup in 2010, maybe 2011 which is all about like, what's the most viable product you can create that costs the least amount of money, the least amount of time, and just to find out if it works, you know, or, or, or better, you know, like if you, if you do want to be in the fitness industry, like go get a job at a gym, right. like, and, and, and ask for as many hours as you can take. And if you, and if you find out that you hate it, then cool. You didn't waste a million bucks trying to get into that industry um, or trying to raise that money. Um, but there's so much you can do, like never underestimate the hustle. Um, having worked, you know, now at a 45 corporate and having had my own employees, um, nothing beats hustle. Somebody who shows up on time, somebody who works really hard and, and doesn't take no for an answer, like is really curious about getting it done. Those people are, are so valuable. If you're that kind of person, again, entrepreneurship is probably for you. Great. What are some things, uh, that we have to look forward to with, uh, you know, you and F45 on the rise. I feel like you got a couple of things up your sleeve personally. I don't know about it yet. Yeah, but no, no, I do. I do. But you know, my, I'm, I'm still on my F45 ride. Um, and, uh, and, and, and there's no end in that in the foreseeable future. Um, but yeah, there's definitely some things coming from me that I, I mean, I, I can't really talk about um, fully, but something that I'm very, very interested in is mindset, mm -hmm. right? You have the right mindset. You can, nearly tackle anything, you know, um, I don't know, you know, some people probably follow Tony Robbins out there. He's got, you know, his whole thing is his triad and mindset and like you have the right state, you can, you can sort of tackle anything. There's actually, you know, and that's really great. And if you have the money to take those courses, you should do so because they're fabulous. But um, there's a book out there. Um, I actually wrote it down. It's, it's called Mindset by Carol S. Dweck. Um, it's about a 10 hour listen if you listen to audio. Um, and it's all about like fixed mindset or growth mindset entrepreneurs tend to be growth mindset, you know, or she gives this great example of like Andre Agassi growth mindset, always interested in learning. And there's John McEnroe who like, if he loses, he's, you know, he loses it because he just thinks he's, you know, it's, it means, means the world is wrong <laughs> or something. I don't know. But um, F45, I can definitely speak to um, the areas that we're interested in right now. And we have developed some growth in Australia. There's a product called Prodigy. Um, and we're, you know, obviously the globe is to expand this globally. Uh, but right now it's just in Australia. We've got about 200 studios that are partaking. Um, and it's 11 to 17 year olds. A similar concept, functional training. 
um, a lot of the exercises are different and a lot of the, the way that we're interacting with the, the clients and the parents. Um, but, you know, we really believe the more that kids can be together, working out together, developing like good relationships and self-esteem, um, you know, they obviously, you know, Australia seconds America and obesity and these guys want to catch it early. They really like put their money where their mouth is. And, um, so that's, that's on the horizon. Uh, it's already started in Australia. It's going to be making its first few footprints in, uh, in North America in 2020. That's fantastic. I can't speak enough about, you know, someone with two young kids myself and yeah. uh, props to congratulations to you. You just had oh, a, yeah. Yeah. a baby. Three, he's been three months, uh, this, this, uh, this month. So yeah, we're really excited. Congratulations. But, um, you know, I was, I was talking with a, a friend of mine the other day and I was saying like, you know, we were talking about like the economy or whatever. And, um, okay, well, if it goes down, like, you know, what's the first thing you get rid of. Right. And we, you talk about like, Oh, this or that. And, um, you never sacrifice on two things and that's things for your pets and things for your kids. You know what I mean? So <laughs> I feel like it's, it's super important, you know, to have them and stuff that's going to keep them around and, and, you know, make them, you know, grow and be developmental. And uh, there's just not enough stuff out there. So I think that's fantastic. Oh yeah. hundred percent, man. I, I honestly couldn't agree more. That's great. Um, I want to play a quick game. Um, I've never done this on, on, on the podcast before. <laughs> All right, yeah, we'll see how it goes. So it's going to be one word association. So I'm going to give you a word or a phrase and you can answer okay. it with one word. Oh man. All right. Back to the improv days, probably. Yeah. Okay. I'm just bad. It's only been 15 years. Let's do it. <laughs> All right. Cool. All right. Timer's up and there's only a few here. Um, F45. Team training. Oh, I can do one word. Value. Fitness. Essential. The Tesla Cybertruck. Need it. <laughs> Desire. <laughs> Your next door neighbor. Cool. Hollywood. Not so cool. <laughs> the best show on TV right now. What's that? Best show on TV right now. Best show on TV right now. Um, you know, something that's really I've, I, I've been diving into is, uh, oh, wait, is this one word still? Yep. Oh, one word. Um, explain. It could be two if it's the name of a show. Okay, Today Explained. What is it called? It's called Today Explained. Ooh, I'm going to have to check that out. Yeah. What's overhyped right now? Coronavirus. Heck yeah. <laughs> Best movie of all time. Oh, that's a tough one. Um, of all time. I mean, that's a really tough one. I mean, uh, having been in the industry, I certainly have my, my pick per genre, but, uh, you know, Citizen Kane, I mean, the guy knocked it out of the park. I mean, if you're looking for formula that works hands down, every, every movie can pretty much, give a little homage to Citizen Kane from a formula footprint standpoint that if you follow that formula, it's going to work. Awesome. Best actor of all time. You can't say yourself. No, I would, I would never. I'm, I'm, I'm definitely not the best actor of all time. Um, I've got my favorites for sure. Um, you know, um, uh, Daniel Day-Lewis, um, Christian Bale, Joaquin Phoenix, you know, guys that really uh, are very transformational actors. 
um, that attracts me from having been from, you know, like I'm not a blue man, you know, um, I, I appreciate that, that quality and what that takes. Um, so, yeah. Taco Bell paying their employees or their managers a hundred thousand dollars. Do they? Yeah. They just started, uh, they just came out and said that they're going to start paying managers a hundred, a hundred K. Good for them. I think that for that industry, that's fantastic. It's awesome. Prevents turnover, right? Hopefully. Absolutely. Well, again, it's, look, I, I think that they've probably, probably learned the lesson that, that a lot of companies, you invest in people, your company will grow. It's, it, this is a people business, not a taco business. Right. hundred percent. That's all the subjects I had. Um, I wanted to talk really quick about um, the wildfires, you know, cause obviously, you know, at 45 yeah. found in Australia, um, kind of give us a status update. Were there any studios affected people that you guys know um, what's going on over there? Yeah. I mean, look, we have a lot of friends um, from over there, obviously from studios that we've trained or, you know, the, a lot of uh, the senior leadership at F45 have houses over there. Um, so as a, I, I luckily, as of right now, you know, knock on wood, um, everyone's property is okay. Everyone that we know and their extended family is okay. Uh, some people have, uh, you know, lost a few uh, animals or, or like they've had some land that, that burnt, but like, you know, no, no major houses or anything. Um, what I would speak to is Hollywood Heroes. Um, F45 started a GoFundMe. Um, you, can, you can still find it. The goal is $400,000 that we're going to be donating. Um, and this is all studio donated, uh, which has been reaching out to the F45 network. And I really believe, I think, I believe it's almost at $400,000 as of today. Um, so yeah, we're, we're, we're grateful for the network. We're grateful that every, every, everything that F45 is doing to, um, you know, help out there. Awesome. I'll, I'll drop that link in the, uh, in the YouTube video when yeah, I, I go. Send it if, I need, if I, if I need to let me know. Awesome. Awesome. Well, Scott, those were, uh, all the questions and everything I had for you. I appreciate you coming on tonight. Uh, thank you so much for that. Oh, my pleasure, Chris. Anytime, man. Where can people uh, find you if they want to contact you or reach out about F45 or just help being an entrepreneur? Honestly, if you want to reach me directly, probably the, the, the best place is to just find uh, one of my studios online, um, F45 Training Summerlin or F45 Training Henderson. Um, that's probably the best. If it has anything to do with HQ, uh, you can just reach out to info at F45training.com. Fantastic. And someone, someone will get it to me. Great. Thank you so much, Scott, and have a good rest of the night. Thanks for coming on. Hey, Chris. Have a great night, man. Cheers. All right. Bye. All right. Cool.